Good morning and welcome to the Disruptive Niche, showcasing the best of disruptors and niche businesses around. Now this morning we've got a fantastic guest. I have wanted to have Louise on for ages and ages and I'm so pleased the fact that she's here with me now. We've got Louise from The M Word, which is about menopause training and solution-focused clinical hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. And there's also something called the fan fatal as well. We've got loads to talk about. Um, so, Louise, please introduce yourself and tell us all about you. Hi, Jeanette. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it's I'm really excited to be here because um, I wanted to sort of <clears throat> chat with you in person for so long. We've been sort of um, fans of each other, I think, on Facebook um, from, my, from my photography day. So it's really great to be here. So thank you very much. Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, tell us all about how did you get started, you know, and what, what is menopause awareness training? How does it work? Okay, so um, I arrived at this point in my life because I went through and I'm still going through uh, the perimenopause, the menopause and postmenopause, it kind of all rolls into one. And my own experience was and is a challenge, let's say. And it became apparent, I came to a sort of bit of a crossroads. My previous life, I'd been a photographer and a florist, and I fell out of love of the business of flowers, really. And so I was at a bit of a crossroads, didn't know really which direction to go in. And the menopause had started to make its presence really known. And because of that and in spite of that if you like I decided that I wanted to be able to help other women go through the same and decided to have some business coaching by our mutual friend Nadia mm -hmm. and uh, as a result of that the M word was born and then it's evolved from there I've, I launched that in October 2018 and over the last two years it's been a bit of a rocky ride but I sort of relaunched that, uh, reimagined it, added some additional training. So I've got different tools in my toolkit now to help other women. And um, yeah, and here I am um, the week before World Menopause Day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why this is why we sort of held off, didn't we, talking earlier because we wanted to tie it in with World Menopause Day, which is next Sunday. Sunday the 18th. Yeah, that's right. Sunday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you say about helping women going through the menopause, but... You do more than that, don't you? Because you you actually educate workplaces about women going through the menopause. It's not just about the, the person. It's about educating everyone around that person, isn't it? Yes. I Yes, it's an interesting. And that, that's probably how things have morphed for me over the last couple of years, is that originally I thought I would be working directly with women sort of on a one-to-one -one basis or maybe in a group coaching type program um that didn't really do you know honesty is the best policy that didn't take off the way I wanted it to that didn't really um I still think people are reticent to talk about the menopause and I'll talk about that a bit later but so I then brought sort of different tools to my toolkit which I which I mentioned and then realized and I think this is probably because I'm um, I don't mind being outspoken to a certain extent and I've always been an advocate for other people and there are so many women who aren't understood or don't feel they're understood particularly when they go through the menopause so it then became apparent to me that not only do I need to help support the women to maybe access the information 
so that they can go and find what's right for them, but also educate those around them. So the menopause awareness training came as a result of that sort of revelation to me, because whether you're male or female, young or old, the menopause will be affecting people, women you love. <clears throat> so it's really important that as a partner, a son, a brother, a work colleague, a boss, an employer, you know, a teacher, a, you know, whatever role you have in your profession um, and you know whoever you sort of share your life with that you have an understanding of it so that you can show that compassion uh, that kindness um, and just support that person yeah I mean you know I, I, we were talking earlier and I'm saying that I'm sort of on the on the edge of it I'm sort of just coming into the, um, the menopause now and it was a real eye-opener for me last year when BBC News in the morning focused at a whole menopause week um, about, about it. And I thought it was amazing the fact that it was, it was actually brought into the open. But secondly, some of the symptoms that women have are, you know, I, I honestly assumed it was hot flushes and, you know, you feel a bit ditzy. But there is so much more to it than that, isn't there? Um, yeah, well, there's 34... Um, sort of acknowledged symptoms of the menopause and I think that list is growing I think there could possibly even be 35 36 now um, and it ranges from the actual sort of minor physical um, sort of effects the, the menopause you know I'd like I'd rather say effects of the menopause and symptoms because symptoms indicates it's a disease and it's not yeah. a disease it's a life stage but my god is it a tough one yeah. so for ease, I am going to use the word symptoms, Yeah. Um, but really and truly, it's kind of not the right word to use. But um, some of the symptoms can be relatively um, sort of what, not, what, not ineffective. What's the word? Oh, here's one of them. Poor word recall. Um, so I'm struggling right now trying to think of the right word to use in a sentence when I'm being recorded for a podcast. <laughs> um, so, oh, yes. Really? <laughs> this is real. And, and this is what happens to women and this is one of the things I talk about in the menopause training is poor poor word recall and you know sort of um brain fog mm. um, cognitive function is affected uh depending on where you are in that sort of um subsidence of your hormones so but the word I'm trying to look for is that some of the symptoms won't be that noticeable or won't be that um difficult to contend with mm. so that you probably might not even notice that they're there or you'll put it down to something else but then there are unfortunately loads of other symptoms that can be absolutely debilitating mm. um, they can not only affect your physical health but the the effect of having such difficult physical symptoms can then affect your emotional and um, sort of psychological well-being mm. and then of course there are those emotional sort of psychological symptoms that come along and can absolutely knock you sideways so you know I don't want to put the fear of God in you particularly if you're on the cusp you know you're just sort of kind of coasting into this kind of delightful time of life but education is key because it um you know what you then can take from that education is, is some prevention is to how to sort of um you know go into the uh, to the menopause with the right mindset yeah, I think that's so important, though, isn't it? Because actually, if you didn't know about these things, you could be terrified as to what is happening to you. I mean, I, I looked um, just a little bit of research beforehand and looking on the World Menopause Day um, website that was there. 
he said some of the um, some of the uh, sim- um, sorry, not symptoms um, associated. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, symptoms is easy. We'll just call it. Symptoms. We'll call it symptoms, but it's not symptoms. Symptoms are hot flushes, vaginal dryness, weight gain, sleeping problems, stress and anxiety, loss of sex drive, night sweats, skin changes, joint aches, low energy, low mood, period changes, brain fog, sensitive bladder, painful sex, headaches. I mean. The fact is that if you had some of these things and you wouldn't know what was happening to you, but also we were saying it's so important that the people in your life recognise this as well. The fact that if you've got a low mood swing, it's not like, oh God, mum's got the right hump today or, you know, um, so-and-so at work isn't performing very well today. You know, what's wrong, wrong with her? The fact that this needs to be educated, that people know what is going on and, and, and possibly why it's happening as well. Definitely. And I mean, there's been, um, you know, there's been quite a lot of surveys recently. And one was done by um, sort of a, a very well-known and experienced medical practitioner, a lady called Dr. Louise Newson. And she did a survey, I think it was last year, um, where she was specifically talking about the effect of the menopause on performance at work so workplace sort of uh, mm. you know experiences of all of menopausal women and I don't uh, have those figures to hand so I can't actually tell you the percentages but there are it was shocking you know they asked a variety of questions about you know um, has it affected you um, you know what help and support has there been for you all those kind of questions that I suppose we really need to answer. And I hope that menopause awareness training will answer some of those. But women said, you know, there was a percentage of women who've actually left work altogether because they couldn't cope with the symptoms or the effects of the menopause whilst trying to continue with their career and their chosen profession. Mm. Uh, There was a large percentage of women who, um, whose employers had no provision um, for menopause awareness training or um, didn't make it very easy for the women to go and talk to their line managers or the HR department or personnel or you know, whatever you want to call it. So there was this, this, there's this huge wall that's been, I don't know, built through the ages, you know, don't get me started on, on sort of, you know, uh, gender equality and those mm. kind of things, but this wall has been built up and not only does it, mean that men and other people who aren't going through it don't really want to talk about the menopause it's also the women who experience it Mm. don't want to talk about the menopause because it brings shame embarrassment um you know maybe guilt they're they're worried what other you know their their sexuality may sort of their feelings about their own not sexuality but sort of intimacy and relationships Mm. might be affected you know they don't want other people to know that they're sort of transitioning from a very the sort of fertile motherhood years through to, you know, somewhere where we don't, you know, children is not an option and yet we're still made and we're made to feel guilty if we want to sort of pursue things for ourselves. There's so much, I mean, the subject is huge and we could probably talk for hours about mm. the impact that the menopause has, but there are good things too. So it's not all negative. So I do really want to say that it's not all negative. It does bring about it a liberation. Mm. Uh, you know, thank God we don't have to spend, you know, hundreds of our well-earned p- uh, pounds on, you know, sanitary products. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about being at the um, checkout, getting your purse out and your tampons fall over the 
you know, fall over the floor or you bring out one thinking it's a lipstick and it's not, you know, whatever, whatever those things are, there are some benefits and it brings, um, uh, you know, uh, an independence and an, an empowerment mm. if you have the right mindset and, and the right support to help you cope with any of those um, you know, effects of the menopause that might be really difficult to cope with. Yeah, definitely. And we, you know, talking about mindset as well. So you've also combined your um, solution focused clinical hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. So yeah. you combine that with your menopause training as well, haven't you? So how do those two work? And what is it? Well, I think really that's um, I, I qualified yesterday. Oh, yay. Um, and I've I've been training for the last ten months uh, throughout, obviously lockdown and these very strange COVID times, and I have to say that I think the the work that the information that you know what I was learning has really helped me cope with COVID. Mm. You know, so that's completely separate and a, sort of a, a, an added bonus was that it's really helped my mindset about covid etc so that that for starters goes to show you how powerful solution focused hypnotherapy is um but i wanted to be able to bring in something that i can share with um you know women i work with one-to-one for sort of hypnotherapy now but also in the wider picture through menopause training that the mind is absolutely incredible we can rewire our brain and hypnotherapy in itself has been shown to be the most effective holistic treatment for stress management. Mm. And one of the, well, the top tip that I give to women who are looking to manage their menopause holistically is stress management. So what better way to bring in something that's proven to be the, you know, the best holistic management of stress Mm. um, for women who find that their anxiety and stress levels go through the roof during the perimenopause, menopause and postmenopausal years. yeah that's amazing now do you can you run those sessions online are you able to do that or like virtually or or do you do you have to do it face to face no so I can do pretty much everything virtually online by zoom yes so um, stable internet connection permitting everything can be done virtually Um, the menopause awareness training can be done in sort of a lunch and learn type setting Mm. which is quite popular um you know sort of bringing enabling staff and employees to come on and learn something in their lunchtime um there's a there's a little bit of an interactive section um it's relatively light-hearted but I do cover quite a lot of uh you know serious uh issues but it's meant to be it's about awareness I mean you know what it does says what it does what it says on the tin if you like mm. it's about bringing awareness to the menopause in the workplace so that's for whether you're a, a ceo you know you're a top management right through to your sort of um i don't know graduate trainees your apprentices it's suitable really for anyone over well anyone who's been uh, gone through the experience of being a teenager it's suitable for Mm, I mean that yeah that's fantastic and like you say so many companies are doing these lunch and learn um sessions and I think it's so important that that you know if they can can get on board with this you know it's so important for everybody involved um so good so good now we were talking earlier as well about how you were saying 
the government have actually come true to one thing. <laughs> we'll just say the one thing. Um, and they've actually started putting it on the curriculum at school now. Yes. And I think that is huge and it, and it is so important. You know, the fact yeah. that I think kids need to know what their mum, what their auntie, maybe grandparent, I don't know, you know, teacher, secretary, anyone is going through and what could be a trigger for it as well. Definitely. And I think not only does it obviously give them the information, um, you know, for the for the boys and the girls in the classroom, it will give them the information for when they get to that stage in their life, when it's going to affect mm. either themselves or someone they love. But also, like you say, it helps them as they're growing, as they're sort of going through their teenage years, through into their sort of early adulthood and all the people that they've come into contact with, you know, when they're at college, you know, like you say, the teachers at school through to the college tutors, you know, university and beyond in their, into their first sort of jobs, um, having that understanding to bring about some compassion, mm. to just take a moment to think, well, you know, why is that, um, you know, my tutor or my, uh, you know, line manager being so grouchy and wretched today? Um, and also, it's also to, to, if you like, drop a little seed that actually the menopause can affect women much earlier. and you know, there will be some women who have premature ovarian failure. It's, it's you know, um, I don't know what the percentages are. I don't know how rare or common it is. But, you know, some women who, if you like, maybe think the menopause is, or some people who think the menopause is purely for women in their sort of late 40s and beyond, that can actually be quite um, upsetting if a woman is going through a surgical menopause or mm. a medical menopause um and so therefore she might be in her 30s early 30s so having that information from school is not only going to help uh you know the student young students with their own journey it's going to help them to uh you know be compassionate have an understanding um you know with people that they might come into contact with that throughout their whole life yeah yeah no I think it's um you know as we say we've still got to see how it's taught <laughs> whether it's yeah. going to be slipped in or whether it's going to be an actual proper you know topic to be discussed in the curriculum but it's a step in the right direction isn't it definitely yeah definitely it's and what I think is um interesting is one of the ways that I try and help to describe because sometimes um, the women who experience the sort of psychological and emotional symptoms uh, of the menopause, effects of the menopause, don't really know how to describe it to other people. So they can't really put into words, partly because they're probably, you know, poor word recall is part one of their symptoms. So they don't actually have that <laughs> vocabulary at their fingertips uh, anymore, obviously along with brain fog and all these other sort of psychological uh, effects sort of all come into sort of like a bit of a maelstrom it's a it's a bit of a perfect storm basically mm. Mm. so I think teenagers I mean I don't know how it will be taught either whether it's just going to be from the biological sense or whether it'll you know there'll, there'll be other um, you know methods used but the um, the way that I try and help others to explain and to have those difficult conversations is by um remembering what it's like to be a teenager yeah 
Yes, so they can relate. Similar, yeah. yeah, they can relate it. Obviously, you know, teenagers are going through this lot of huge emotional and physical change as those hormones sort of surge through their bodies and, um, you know, sort of cursing through their veins kind of thing, which brings up all these feelings of, you know, not feeling like they're understood, you know, um, going from, you know, being on top of the world to being ready to, uh, you know, never want to speak to or see another person ever again. You know, there's this whole kind of like, um, melting pot of emotions mm. and it's very similar yeah um, for the women who experience the menopause um, you know in a very challenging way it's very similar but obviously our hormones aren't coming into our bodies and cursing through our veins they're getting ready to, you know like a herd of lemmings to just throw themselves off that cliff uh, but the results are very similar yeah I hadn't even thought of it like that but it is isn't it it's almost full circle and yeah. they are going back to your teenage angst and and everything else isn't it that's yeah. that's an yeah. incredible yeah I'd never even thought about that before so I think it's important that you know if they get the age right so they so that maybe the teenagers have a little bit of awareness of their own emotional state mm. when they're being taught about something that may you know happen to them they may experience this when they get older or people they love may experience this and I think it's really quite helpful yeah. and also it's the way I it's the way I told my husband and the look of realization on his face when I actually told him he was like oh okay yeah that makes sense because I can remember how crappy being a teen sometimes you know some parts of being a teenager were so yeah I would say that's that's a great way to try and explain it to other yeah. people yeah, that's that's there. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's what I'm going to talk to my boys tonight when they get home and tell them <laughs> and include that in there as well. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah." Um, now, look, there's something else which I love is your fan fatale. What is a fan fatale? Well, if we were on, um, you know, a video interview, I'd sort of whip my fan fatale out, so to speak, <laughs> and show you. But I shall describe it. So, fan fatale is a handheld fan. I launched it uh, as a crowdfunder campaign when I launched my business in 2018 and it is a eco-friendly fabric um, and it's a pocket hand-sized fan if you like for women to uh, use when they're having one of those infamous um, tropical moments shall we say. Um, but what it's about really more than that, it, obviously there's a practical use for it which is to cool you down if you're feeling hot regardless of the you know the reason why you're feeling hot it could just be a hot room or you could be outside and it be you know um 30 degrees so um but the words written sort of emblazoned across the front are hot stuff and there's also a full stop and, and i had before i even got them um you know I created them i had this sort of little focus group and i asked opinions and you know some people said oh yeah hot stuff with an exclamation mark and i was like no no hot stuff with a full stop yeah. because it's a statement it's a fact and it's to really if you like um start conversations you know the whole point of um you know menopause awareness training and the coaching and trying to break the, down those sort of taboos and just make it a lot more um access, acceptable to talk about uh, is about conversations it's about mm. communication and connection and when if you whip out a fan that's got hot stuff written on it you know um you're kind of embracing you're embracing that and it's about empowering women to kind of embrace the hotness that they you know feeling if you like because um you know their hormones are going crazy and they might be sweating 
Mm. Uh, however, you know, you can have uh, surges, you can have hormonal and estrogen surges, which increase your uh, libido. I mean, there's, there's possibly more women suffer in the opposite with their libido decreasing, uh, which, you know, is one of those um, really difficult effects of the menopause to have to come to terms with and to deal with. Um, but there's also um, in that perimenopause stage before you're kind of the hormones kind of give up, if you like, um, that you can have surges. So you actually might be feeling, you know, hot stuff and yeah. feeling empowered and embracing this new transition in your life. So the fan for towel is about all of that. Yeah, I think I need to get myself a fan for towel because the hot flush is, is like minus six outside and I'm like, that. oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> my mum <laughs> described it once as... My mum described it, she said, it's, it's almost like you're being microwaved from the inside. It's not a, I feel hot, it's a, spe- it's a specific hotness, isn't it? And it's yeah. sweat dripping down you and everyone else is freezing yeah. their asses off and you're like, no, no, windows open, I'm too hot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it is, it's, it's one of those most visible uh, effects of the menopause and it's one that probably um you know sometimes you can laugh it off sometimes especially if you're in the group of, in a group of the women you know many women especially if of a similar age or peers if you like will understand and they'll be there fanning you or opening the windows for you and you know whatever's whatever you need yeah. it's 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 okay but i had an experience where i was in the middle uh, of a sort of uh, relatively deep conversation with an estate agent uh, we were in the process of moving house or and trying to find a, a property which probably um you know and it's not it's not uh it's not unusual that house moves are stressful mm. when your symptoms of the menopause are there they're going to be exacerbated yeah. oh, that's amplified so tenfold <laughs> exactly because i mean we all know it's uh, yeah, it's a very stressful time. I'm stood in the estate agents, and I was actually talking to a woman. So maybe I should have been less worried about what then happened because I had a series of hot flushes, literally one after the other, mm. literally one after the other, probably about three. And I am not joking; I had sweat pouring down. I don't know why I'm doing this because you can't, listeners can't see, but I had sweat pouring down my face, yeah, down by my ears, down my neck, down into my back. Uh, I probably was very, very flushed and I didn't mention it. Mm. I try, I just powered on through. And when I came out of that sort of estate agent's office, I was exhausted. Yeah. Physically and emotionally. Yeah. And, um, and that really probably was at the point that I was like, right, okay. Okay. This, this, I, I need to have been able to say to her, can you just give me a minute? I needed to be in a walk outside, get my fan out, sit down, whatever it was. And I just was, didn't feel confident or comfortable yeah. doing that because there was yeah. an office full of other people, some of the men. So, you know, yeah, I know. So. I mean, I've, I've had some major hot flushes as well. And literally there is sweat dripping down my back. And, and it's more the fact that I think, it's not um it's not the fact that you're hot it's it's the the look that you can see the sweat you know on your clothes and i remember one of the things that really stuck with me from the bbc um you know that that they when they covered it last year was the fact that they're looking at, at underwear that or you know um vests or something that can actually help with the hot flushes because and and with the sweats because you know it, it that's the embarrassing thing I think mm. is when you come out and you've got armpits or sweat and you, you can see it down your back as well isn't it that's the most I think for me that mm. was the most embarrassing thing 
Yeah, I think I think every woman is gonna find something um, you know, that really triggers a feeling of embarrassment or perhaps shame or something. Uh, you know, triggers if you like. Mm. Um, but yes, I mean there are there is clothing out there to absorb. Um, can you hear me? Okay, sorry, I just saw it just flashed. Yeah, up. no, it, it went a little bit. It went a little bit funny, but you're okay. You're back now. Back in the room. You're okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the beauty of internet um, connection. So yeah, I, think, <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's crazy. We're kind of out on the sticks a bit, so our our internet connection's a little bit, you know, sticky sometimes. So I think yes, that different women are going to find different effects of the menopause cause and trigger different. Uh, responses in them um, but there definitely are there is um, underwear um, sort of undergarments if you like mm. that um, help to keep you cool stop you from um, um, sort of getting the chills afterwards yeah because that's and, a big thing yeah, as well ball. isn't it because when you do sweat and then and then when it goes away you are left then with wet wet clothes aren't you and, and you do get a chill afterwards so yeah yeah so there's 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 um, a company called Become, and they oh, okay. are. You know, if, any, if anyone's looking for um, sort of you know undergarments to sort of help mm. with the regulation of body temperature and sort of absorption of sweat, and they're kind of wick away type fabric, etc. That's a great place to go to. Ah, brilliant! Top tip. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're coming to the end of our, our chat now, but um, the one thing I love your website. It's just so colourful and vibrant. It's it's just you. It's brilliant. Um, and some of the things that I, I love on there is you've got some headings about how you can sort of almost cope with the menopause. I love it. You've got feel it, accept it's happening, let it go, embrace change, find the fun and reinvent your life. I think mm. they are just brilliant headings. I mean, for anyone at any time, but especially for this time now. Definitely. And I think that's, what I wanted to do is that when you talk about the menopause, historically, if you like, in those few times that it was spoken about, it was always spoken about in terms of sort of like the medical aspect. It was always very serious. It always concentrated, you know, on um, how crap basically you were going to feel and how mm. crap the whole experience could be, which, you know, unfortunately, it's a reality. You know, mm. I'm not about painting a picture that is unrealistic. So, yes, it's kind of like prepare yourself for times when you're going to struggle with certain elements you know some women will breeze through it they will absolutely breeze through it it won't really affect them in any way shape or form and that is fantastic um however they mustn't forget that they'll be their their friends their sisters their mm-hmm. colleagues their bosses whoever it is that will really really struggle yeah. i mean 85 percent of women have you know symptoms of the menopause so wow um, that is huge amount isn't it it is yeah um I, I do hope that my menopausal brain hasn't given me the wrong figure now i've said that but anyway <laughs> right. a, a huge amount a huge, a huge percentage <laughs> let's just say that a huge percentage yeah. so um so it's kind of like but they, it's not spoken about in terms of the the positive elements and aspects mm. of it, or um to change your mindset so that you go into it with a slightly different outlook yeah if you can go into something with a more positive outlook mm. um and sort of help to re um 
reword things you know I mean words are hugely powerful mm. and they stay within our brain and giving things labels can affect our experience of it so if you can go into something such as the menopause with a slightly more positive outlook yeah uh, and realize that yes there will be challenges ahead however you can reframe it mm. So that you can benefit from it and make it work for you, not against you. Yeah, definitely. And also to, to realise that you're not, A, you're not on your own. And B, you can go to the doctors and talk to them about alternatives, whether that's alternative medicine or whether it is HRT. There's stuff out there that you that can help. And, that, that, you know, HRT isn't the evil, like, you know, thing that, that some people think it is, is it? No, there, there was a basically the, the lot of the bad press and they did cover this slightly, I think, in the um, week long. I don't know if they covered it in the week long special last year on the BBC or whether it was the um, sort of documentary that they actually did a, a little while before that. But um, the, there was a, a, a study done. And it was uh, misreported and mal represented in the media and through mm-hmm. the medical a profession which put the fear of God into women about accessing HRT and the detrimental effects and the high risk for other cancers, etc. Mm. Um, and that is not the case. So HRT is not the answer for everyone. You know, um, if you can manage your symptoms holistically and still have a really good um, quality of life, mm. still engage in all your activities and, you know, uh, and be sort of, you know, find the joy and contentment and manage it holistically, um, then that's brilliant. And I think that that probably is the preferable, the preferred way for every every woman to be able to, in fact, every person to be able to manage any uh, illness or uh, life stage or mm. symptoms of anything. You know, you kind of want to find a, a holistic, natural way to manage it so that you're not introducing toxins and other things into your body. Mm. But HRT is also a godsend for many women who cannot, um, if you like, help their own bodies with uh, a natural and holistic approach. Um, and, you know, personally, I have a combination. Mm. You know, I, I, my mindset work is really important to me because that's what keeps me getting up every morning. Uh, and for me, um, I had estrogen dominance as, uh, you know, throughout my sort of reproductive years, which means that the fall, the drop from you know, regular, my regular estrogen levels are very, very high. So therefore, when those started to decline, uh, my body was struggling because it was such a huge drop. Mm. And I don't think um, that's spoken about enough either, but I don't know enough about that (laughs) because I'm not a medical, uh, not medically trained, but definitely HRT can help so many women that then, um, you know, will transform their lives if their lives are very difficult because of the menopause but yeah it's about finding what works for you exactly everyone's different aren't they and everyone's unique and you like you say you've got to find what what path is best for you but don't sit and suffer in silence you know um this has been absolutely fascinating thank you we could talk for hours on this it's just yeah (laughs) it's so important and just you know it happens to every single woman and like you say it doesn't have to be for the you know middle-aged 40 plus women it can be for any age and it's so important for other people to recognize it and to talk about it but it's also so important for women to be able to feel that they are um 
confident enough to talk about it and not be embarrassed. It shouldn't be hushed under. It happens to everybody, you know. There should be yeah. no embarrassment about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I won't, I won't go on because I know we're right at the end now. But you know, there are lots. There is lots that's still to be done. You know, yeah. we're at the very beginning of this sort of driving acceptance and understanding. Uh, you know, and bringing the menopause into a much more, um, you know, acceptable. Mm. um sort of you know topic of conversation for everyone male and female you know young and old alike so um there's still much work to be done um but you know i suppose we have to start somewhere yeah definitely and it is a step in the right direction so yeah fingers yeah. and the I mean, fact GPs, that you know sorry i was just going to say gps don't get much training on the menopause either so you know that that needs to change or perhaps mm. there needs to be additional training afterwards you know depending um, I guess uh, you know what's available but yeah so so although you might go to your GP you know my advice would be don't stop there if you don't get a very receptive or uh, responsive um, you know GP um, then pursue it either go back ask to see someone else go to a different clinic or you know perhaps start to look online and look for support and education elsewhere yeah there's much more available now than when I started this journey about 10 years ago so yeah, uh, it's brilliant. Thank you so much. And and this is why what you're doing um, is so important. And I think, you know, for anyone out there, whether you're, you're a business, whether you're a CEO, like you say, whether you're HR, or whether you're just an individual person who's looking for some advice, please, please, please check out Louise's website, the M word, all the details are on the website, on um, on, on the Jet Black Squares website, and it will be on the iTunes um details as well so please 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 do check it out because it is so important for everybody involved that you all know what's going on so yeah i highly recommend great thanks uh, ever so much Jeanette oh well thank you so much for spending um this morning with us we've really really enjoyed it it's been fab fascinating and um good luck with everything and um i hope to see you soon Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. Oh, take care. Bye. Bye-bye.